Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I have stated many times being nervous in terms of flying. I've been on many flights. I'm not opposed to air travel. I'm just telling you, I'm nervous every single time. Takeoff, landing, I got to address and face my fears. And I'm going to do that tonight with Floyd Ballantyne, Boeing 777 First Officer and Director of Twin Cities Ace Academy. He joins us in studio here on The Lake Show. First off, uh, Floyd, thanks for coming in. And uh, how you been? I've been good. Oh, you got talking to the mic. Yeah, 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 yeah. You pull, yeah, pull that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Oh no, 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 no. You, you, we gotta, you gotta hit his his mic on. You got the other mic on. There we go. Can you hear me? Oh, there now, we go. Now, now I can now hear we myself. Go. There we go. Yes, sir. It wasn't just you. It was using air on the producer okay. too. That's all good. Yeah. All, but thanks, how you doing? Thanks for having me, man. I'm I'm doing good. I'm I'm on vacation right now, enjoying my family, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just enjoying life. All right, so so just before we get into it and my issues, give us a little bit of your background, uh, both as an airline pilot and director of Twin Cities Ace Academy. Sure, sure. So, you know, I grew up in North Minneapolis and uh, always wanted to be a pilot. Mm. And, your entire uh, life? Entire life. Okay. You know, my mom, you know, wherever we went, wh- whether it be Chicago or down south, it was on an airplane. And I got hooked my very first time on the aircraft. Wow. Always wanted to pursue it, just never knew how to pursue it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I always told my mother, whenever I get to a level of, um, once I got older, once I get to a level where I can give back, I'm going to do that. Yep. And so, you know, went to North High School, graduated, and two weeks after I graduated from high school, I actually started school at St. Cloud State, majoring in aviation. I just was really passionate, and I wanted to get this uh, career on jump started, jump started. Yeah. You yep. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, went to St. Cloud State, majored in aviation, pro flight, and uh, here I am. You know, I, yeah. I flight instructed uh, for a year and a half, and then I got on with the regional airlines, Masaba Airlines, back in 2000. I'm actually coming up on my 24 year reunion mm. uh, of being a professional pilot, uh, February 2nd. That's awesome. Uh, so I. Uh, Spent 16 years at the regionals because I've always been a family guy first. Mm-hmm. So I always put my family first, and I end up spending 16 years there. And I recently got hired in uh, about eight years. 
just hit my eight year mark with United Airlines flying okay. the Boeing Triple Seven. The Boeing Triple Seven. Yes. That, that's a, that's the big boys right there, yes, right? Sir. Those are the big boys. Three hundred and fifty so, so. plus passengers. Okay, and and, it, and now now are you you're in a situation where you do a lot of international, right? Yes, yes, I do ninety percent international. Okay, flying. so I'm flying whether it be Tokyo, uh, Taipei. Uh, we go to I did a Sydney trip uh, not too long ago in Auckland. Okay. So I'm uh, I'm I'm doing the long hauls. All right. So that's the background on you as a pilot. Tell yes. us a little bit about being director of uh, Twin Cities uh, Ace Academy. Well, you know, like I said earlier, um, you know, growing up in the projects, I never had a resource and a platform to say, you know what, I can take this avenue or that avenue. So I wanted to be a resource for my community. So back in 2014, which is 10 years ago, we uh, launched the Twin Cities Ace Academy, me and two other uh, brothers here in the Twin Cities, uh, Mm -hmm. Donald Gardner and Victor Smith. uh, We're all airline pilots. And so we just sat down, came up with our mission and our vision on what we wanted the Twin Cities Ace Academy to look like. And so basically our academy is designed to expose youth to the wide variety of careers, opportunities in aviation and aerospace. Gotcha. Uh, Our program offers students hands-on experience uh, of learning the aviation industry, the fundamentals of aerodynamics, the role of government in aviation, and the many careers available uh, in the aerospace uh, field. Okay, so, all right, so that's awesome. And what ages typically? Is it all ages? Or? No, it's uh, high school age. So high school age, 13 okay. to 18, you, 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 we want you in 8th going into ninth, all the way up to 12th grade. Okay. And it's a week-long program designed to immerse kids in aviation and aerospace. So we, you know, do things like um, they, we, we expose them to over 200 positions under the aerospace umbrella. Wow. Okay. And so uh, Delta Airlines is my number one sponsor. Uh, and, you know, shout out to my, my boy over at Delta Airlines, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Richard Strong. He's uh, one of my. Oh, that's he, my dude. Yeah. yeah oh, you I know, know Richard, Richard, Richard Strong? Yeah, oh, wow. Because, because we're roughly right around the same age. Yes. So Rich, Rich has been with Delta forever. Yes. And so, so remember, my guy. remember uh, one of our classmates, um, uh, specifically my year, uh, Trahanis Evans. Yes, I know Trahanis. has been a long time with Delta and all that. So, so yeah, man, there, yeah. there's a lot of ties there. That, so, that's yeah. my go-to, man. He, he, like, like you said, he knows everybody over there, and he's made my job as the director a lot smoother and easier okay. over the years. So I appreciate uh, that, brother. All right, so so let me let me get to this. And, and, and once again, we're talking in studio with the Boeing Triple Seven First Officer, Director of Twin Cities Ace Academy, uh, Floyd Ballantyne, joining us here on the Lake Show on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. So let me give you my situation. Okay. I never was truly um, nervous about flying until I had a situation that arose my freshman year of college. And mm-hmm. so um, I'm, I'm home for winter break. Mm-hmm. And so at that particular time, getting ready to go back to the ATL. And at that time, there was an airlines that was still around no longer, but it was TWA. Okay. All right. So, so I'm flying TWA back to – to um to the ATL, and as we are taking off from MSP, mm-hmm. we get up into the air, and you know how you know you you're, you're banking it to get into your route and get into your turn, all or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they start banking it, but it's not you know you can tell when it's not straightening out right. Yeah, and we weren't doing that. We actually it felt like we were like instead of a climb, doing the opposite. Okay, and so everybody on the um the aircraft. Felt the same feeling. It mm. wasn't just me. It wasn't mm. just a Henry Lake's paranoid. Thing. Like we all felt it. We all and the people audibly, you know, made noise and gas, whatever. And 
and I, you know, I made some noise underneath my breath or whatever. And then eventually they did straighten it out, and we continued to, to, to rise up in the air. And after about – and everybody was quiet. Yeah. Like literally like, like <laughs> three, four minutes after that, everybody's quiet. Okay. And so the pilot came on, apologized, and said that, um, that in the turn – that they got caught up in um, an air pocket. Yep. Okay. And mm-hmm. so now I get that. I understand it. I haven't been quite right ever since. Okay. So so break it down for me though. Like I understand and I and I and I totally get that that flying is safe because yes. we know that flying is safer than me getting in a vehicle tonight yes, and driving around. It is. So 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 with that, walk me through just the the whole thing of. How proficient you guys are, because I think that number one, that's the thing that I love and I always understand, mm-hmm. and I do trust that. Ain't no you just hopping into that, you know, in, 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 into that, uh, into that cockpit. You guys, you go through a lot of yeah, we time, do. a lot of work. We do, and you know what? That that happens more than you think. Um, and with the air pocket thing, yeah. So okay. one thing I want to explain mm-hmm. uh, before I get into the air pocket situation is yep. aircraft stability, right? And so. Aircraft stability is, is achieved through a combination of design factors and control surfaces, right? So there's six uh, factors that we, um, we that I'll just share with you right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. The first one is center of gravity, okay. right? You got center of gravity. Then you have wing dihedral, which is the upward angle of wings, enhance the lateral stability. Okay. Then you got your vertical stabilizer and rudder. Right. Yep. And then you have your horizontal stabilizer and elevator. Next, you have aerodynamic design. Okay. And then you have fly-by-wire systems. So, in an airplane, when you're at the gate, right? Yep. And and you're you're boarding your aircraft. Yep. What's happening is there's different zones. So your first class is zone one. Yep. Then right behind that is zone two, and so forth. So if a if an airplane is fully at capacity, at capacity yep. then you're fine. Those zones really don't matter. Okay. But now your baggage have to be uh, loaded separately in yep. different zones underneath the airplane. Yep, to right? even it out and everything, right? Now, now get this. Now, just say if you were in a situation where the, you get like half full airplane. Okay. Now those zones become very strategic how you uh, load them. Okay. So you can't have zone one and two full and then zones three, four, five, and six empty in the back, right? Yep. And so now they have to strategically move those passengers in different zones because the mm. center of gravity mm-hmm. is off. Mm. That was one of the characteristics I just named, right? Okay, yeah. And so the the key to being and then, safe. And, and let me ask this real quick. Mm-hmm. And this is for every flight. Yes. Okay, yes. this is for every flight. Yeah. Okay. The key to being safe in the air is those factors, but more importantly, that center of gravity. Okay. Because the more stable, when you take off, you want that plane stable, right? Stability. And so coming back to your situation, your airplane was stable, but there's so many different factors and so many different types of turbulence that you can be in. There's clear air turbulence. There's turbulence from other aircraft. Uh, and sometimes when you're in a wake, because when you're in the wake, there's pockets like you said you hit a pocket Mm -hmm. and then you just got to ride that thing Mm -hmm. but the thing is now we're getting into physics right so now you got that my pig rate (laughs) (laughs) me and chris are like okay okay you got that stable airplane Mm -hmm. so if that airplane is stable and it hits some turbulence if it's state when it when it was stable when it hit it it's gonna when it's displaced 
it's going to come back to that original position. Okay. So anything that's stable is going to come back to its original position. Now, if it was unstable, then you got to do some work to get it back. Okay. Right? Yeah. So if that – I'm trying to be as basic as I can. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm getting what so, you're saying. So as long as you got that stability, and that's the key factor of being safe in the air is yeah. having a stable airplane. Yeah. All right? Yeah. And so that's um, – but there's so many different – Factors. We'll be here all day if I started going into aerodynamics. But that's that's the basic thing. Just always know that an airplane is stable when it's in the air. And if it's disturbed, it's going to re, re, uh, get back to its original position. I got if you. If it's okay. disturbed. All right. So so so, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll sure. come back. I got some more questions for Floyd Ballantyne joining us in studio. He's taking me through the process of just relaxing and no longer have a fear of flying. We'll continue that conversation next year on The Lake Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I already feel my nerves getting so much better. Floyd Ballantyne joining us in studio. Boeing 777 First Officer, Director of Twin Cities Ace Academy. Here on News Talk 830 WCCO. So one of the things I want to ask you about is, because I'm just so curious Mm -hmm. about how things play out. You talked about the zones and when people are boarding. Yes. um, How extensive is the the checklist of things that you guys are going through before we uh, get ready to take off? You know what? uh, It's it's extensive to people that don't normally use it. Yeah. But we use it just about every time we work Mm -hmm. or every time we work, I should say. And – it's it's extensive, but a lot of our checklist is looking at the like say if we we're looking at the overhead panel, uh, we have a flow, right? So there's a specific and a flow. You're not using a checklist because the checklist is internal. It's you, it's you've studied it so much, and you've trained so much. You you flows are meant 
to be used without your, without your checklist, right? Yep. And so my flow over over the overhead panel is making sure every switch and every light is in the position they need to be in for that phase of flight, which is at the gate yeah. before pushback and start. And so once I finish my flow, then once the captain is ready for a certain checklist, they'll call it, and then we just go over and make sure that I didn't forget anything. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, we, we, we have uh, probably about eight to nine different checklists that we use. Got you. All right, one of the things that I, that I got to ask you about, um, and me, me and you actually talked about this on our Founders Day because mm-hmm. uh, we're both members of uh, the best fraternity in the world, yes, Captain Alpha Fraternity. Yes, sir. Is, is, first and foremost, and I've always known this, just even before me and you talked, mm-hmm. how proficient you guys are. Like, it's just – you guys have just you talking about drill it down and training and training and training. It's training on top of training on top of training. So I trust all of that. But one of the biggest stories in the world is the Boeing Max and all that stuff, whatever. <laughs> one of the things that you told me is that, hey, with the Boeing Max, I mean, people got to understand because they, they'll see things and they'll read things and they'll see news stories, whatever. But you say it is an incredibly good aircraft. It is. Uh, Boeing, uh, the Max is a, a great aircraft. Mm-hmm. And uh that's that's one thing that um most pilots are happy that you have an FAA uh because they 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 make sure that the 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 i's are dotted and the t's are crossed yep and re, re in terms of safety and so that's why anytime something is it comes up where you know the FAA is saying okay we got to ground the bolts or whatever yeah yeah yep. the bolts then that and, and the situation that just happened with the the Max 9 yep it's it's grounded until all airlines that have that particular aircraft mm-hmm. fixes what they need to fix. Now, that one in particular, have you flown it? No. Okay, okay. No, I, I flew the Max 8. Okay, Max 8. Max 8. And so uh, once I – I really didn't fly too many Maxes because once I was transitioning from the 737 to the 777, mm-hmm. that's when they were coming in. Okay. Uh, and so I flew it one time. And it, it's it's an awesome airplane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome airplane. You know, and it's a very safe airplane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. For safe. sure. Yeah. And, and and when you tell me, hey, I, t- I take it like it's word is bond. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Let, let me ask you this: What do you think of the when you look at different aircrafts? Because I'm one of those people that I'll see certain things on like Instagram. I'm not a TikToker, but like on social media, and there's one um, specific uh, site or something like it's just talking about just like aviation. Mm-hmm. It is amazing some of the – you know, like when you watch Anthony Edwards and his athleticism? Yes. Some of the stuff that you see some of these airplanes do with the aerodynamics yes. is off the charts. Yes. Like, like, what would you say is the most aerodynamic plane that you've ever flown? The one I'm on now, mm. the 777. You okay. know, it's, it's a beautiful airplane. Uh, it's a very large aircraft. Mm-hmm. And – you know, when you fly, when you go from a 737, which is a nice airplane, but it's an older model, right? And it doesn't have the automation that a 777 has. Like take, for instance, if you have a engine failure, you know, we practice, we have to practice engine failures um, in the simulator. So if it happens in a real airplane, we know what to do, correct? Mm-hmm. So if once you have an engine failure, you're you're losing a lot of uh, yaw is what we call it. Okay. And so there's a particular device on the 777 that most aircraft don't have, mm. and it's called a TAC, right? Okay. So it's thrust asymmetry compensation. So what it does is it it, it, it compensates for the loss of thrust on one engine with, with the rudder. So the pilot doesn't have to do as much work 
all he has or she has to do is fly the airplane, right? Mm -hmm. And so these are just some of the things that um, these newer airplanes like a a Max or a 777 have that the older models don't. And that's why, you know, a lot of airlines are going to the new aircraft because they're just so much better. What is the longest amount of airtime that you've been on a flight? Well, from, from 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 one point to the next, from one point to the next, mm-hmm. I would say uh, sixteen hours. Wow! Yeah, sixteen hours. That's yeah. insane. And something, and that's based on wind, right? Yeah. So that's based on that's a headwind normally when it's sixteen, because coming back it could be fourteen. Okay. Right. So, yep. um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know Sydney's pretty long flight. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sydney, Australia, that was a long flight. Uh, Auckland's a long flight. Uh, New Delhi. That that's a long flight out of uh, Newark, New Jersey, and uh, yeah, so they're they're pretty long. But the thing is, there's four pilots on these flights, so they we call them double augmented flights. Okay, and so we're just splitting that time in half. So there's four positions: just two flying pilots, and then there's two what we call international relief officers. And so there's four seats, and two are sitting in the back, and two are actually in sitting in the flying position mm-hmm. 15 minutes after takeoff we do our paperwork we you know making sure because we're flying over water so we have to make sure our calculations over each point is sound okay uh, because you're not in radar contact yep. so you have to make sure you get to that next fix based on your ground speed and things like that right yep. and so 15 minutes after we take off i'm going to sleep so i get to go up in my bunk <laughs> with my two pillows and my two blankets and my two sheets. Yep. And I get comfortable and I sleep for six hours and I come back and I relieve the p- flying passenger, the flying pilots mm-hmm. and they go and sleep for six hours. Yeah. And then we come back up an hour prior uh, before landing, do all the flows and, you know, get the airplane ready for landing and things like that. So yeah. it's a really cool Cool job. (laughs) Yeah. We're talking to Floyd Ballantyne, Boeing 777 First Officer, Director of Twin Cities Ace Academy here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. And just a couple of final questions for you. Um, One of the things that I I think I have to strike down, it's a myth, but it's something that I thought about and I kept thinking about it all the time was, was that the bigger the uh, aircraft, the less turbulence that I was going to feel. And that actually isn't necessarily true. And and well, what 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 I thought that for the longest time, but the reason why I say well, what, well, I'll let you answer. Okay. Is that true or not? It it kind of is. Okay, it kind of is because normally because aircraft are classified different. Okay, right? you got your light aircraft, you got your medium, you got your heavy, and then you have your super heavies. Okay. Right? Yep. And so I my aircraft is a heavy airplane. Yep. So like say if a seven. Uh, seven a Boeing seven seventeen uh, hit some turbulence, right? Yep. And they said they 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 did a pilot re- a pilot report and said, hey, we just hit some extreme, some severe to extreme turbulence. That's going to get our attention because we don't want to go through that, yep. right? But what is severe, extreme, or moderate for to, one for one may for not be for us. Gotcha. Now we're still going to get rocked, right? Yep. But it's not going to be that bad. Mm-hmm. Like that because it's a smaller airplane. Gotcha. So there's some there's some truth to that. All right. So so there, so I'm glad that you said that. And the reason why I was thinking that maybe I was on the wrong side of that was with my aunt. She and she's um, a, a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, eh, that's not necessarily true. And she she is somebody that deals with the smaller mm-hmm. regional stuff, yes. right? 
and, and the reason why I kind of was like, well, maybe she's right. I don't think she's right, but maybe she's right. Is that when I went for my um, my uncle Hannibal's uh, service uh, in D.C. a few months back, mm-hmm. we were on. Is it the CJ? CRJ. 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 And it, which is, hey, I'm telling you right now, Floyd. I got on that joke with my pops, <laughs> and I was like, hold on, uh, this is. Really small. Yeah, I flew that airplane for eleven years. Hey, listen, eleven years. The flight going there, yeah, was one of the smoothest I've ever been on. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It yeah. just, it just, I don't know. Yeah. You know, the CRJ, it was... it's a small airplane, and mm-hmm. uh, it does its job. But the 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 uh, the the wings are really stiff, mm-hmm. and so you're gonna when you hit turbulence in that airplane, you're gonna you feel it. Feel everything. Yeah, you feel everything. Yeah. All right. So 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 before we finish off. Mm-hmm. Tell me, what's the number one thing that I should know or that you would tell anybody out there that has been a nervous flyer like myself or has necessarily a fear of flying? What's the number one thing you should know uh, just about air travel and and aviation? Well, air travel is the safest mode of travel. Mm. You know, the pilots are highly trained. Every nine months to 12 months, we have to go to training. Um, We get in a simulator. And we do engine failures. We do engine fires. We do whatever you can think of. We do in that simulator because, and we do it every nine months. Just imagine. And then not just the simulators, you know, where I work, we have to do what we call CBTs. And that's nonstop. That's all year. So that's you getting on the computer saying, and you're taking tests and reading uh, literature and things like that. So it's always training going on. It's nonstop, right? And so know that every pilot that's in a large airplane that's a professional pilot is highly trained. Yeah. I don't care what color you are. I don't care. It, you had to get in that sim and prove yourself. Yep. Okay. So we are all highly trained and we're all trained the same because yep. it, it, it's to a, it's, it's to a, a FAA standard. Yep. So it's not based upon the airline. It's based upon, okay, we want to pass so we can fly and be in good spirits with the FAA. Yeah. So that's number one. And know that every line, their number one priority is safety. Yeah. You know, so there's always these rules and regulations that each airline abides by uh, to stay safe. And so that's what I would say to yeah. everybody. Hey, Floyd, I appreciate you coming in the studio, man, hanging no out with us no problem. and talking and, and calming my fears <laughs> with regards to flying. That's Floyd Ballantyne, a Boeing Triple Seven first officer and director of Twin Cities Ace Academy here on The Lake Show. We'll take a break. We'll check in with meteorologist Paul Douglas. And then after that, I want to give you guys a reminder about how we are a small market when we talk about sports. We get to that next year on The Lake Show. I don't have an issue with being a small market when we talk about sports. I don't. I take pride in it. You know, there are a lot of the, you know, the big markets. They want to puff out their chest and and talk about how big and bad they are and all that. East Coast bias. Yankees didn't have a better season than the Twins last time I checked. Right? I look at the Minnesota Timberwolves. They got the best record in the Western Conference. Last time I checked, I feel great about that. But we must remind ourselves that we reside in a small market when we talk about sports. And if you're listening to this and you're like, well, hold on, like, where are you going with this? Well, what do you mean we're small? Come on, man. Are you being disrespectful to the Twin Cities or to Minnesota or to Minneapolis? No, I'm not being – I'm just being real. Listen to this. This is the NBA top-selling list of jerseys. Okay? Okay. Number one, Steph Curry. Number two, Jason Tatum. 
Okay, Steph Curry, Golden State Warriors. Jason Tatum, Boston Celtics. Number three, LeBron James, LA Lakers. Number four, Victor Wimbanyana, San Antonio Spurs, which is also a small market. Yeah, but they're, also, they're, they're but, smaller than we are. Yeah, but he's also the number one overall pick this yeah. year. Uh, Giannis, number five, Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. Luka, Dallas, number six, Devin Booker, Phoenix. Kevin Durant, Tyrese Maxey, Damian Lillard, Ja Morant, 11, from Memphis. Joe Embiid, who's the MVP, the current MVP. LaMelo Ball, Nikola Jokic, and De'Aaron Fox. Let me say this, two things. What's wrong with that list? I'm going to tell you what's wrong with that list. Okay. No Anthony Edwards. I'm really, sh- I'm really shocked that there's how, no Ant. How in the world has LaMelo Ball sold more jerseys than, mm. than Anthony Edwards? How in the world is Tyrese Maxey selling more That's jer- That's my question. Tyrese Maxey. This is unbelievable to <laughs> this me. This is a weird But you list. know what? It just it, it lets me know. We are a small market, but it also lets me know, too. And look, I love the Minnesota Timberwolves. Everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. I love my squad. We're not good at marketing our guys. We are not good at marketing our guys. I'm I'm not going to argue with that because right now— It's unacceptable that Tyrese Maxey and LaMelo Ball are selling more jerseys than Anthony Edwards. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're right, and— you look at these, it's like Victor Weminyana, San Antonio small market, but like you said, he's the number one overall pick. Giannis, it, it, I mean, the Bucks are Bucks are one of the best teams in the NBA. They have been for the last several years. They are again this year. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, you know, in Phoenix, you know, Dallas. Philadelphia is a big market, but Tyrese Maxey, when I think of the 76ers, I don't think of Tyrese Maxey Right? How is Tyrese Maxey selling more than Joel Embiid? It's number unbelievable. One on his own team. John ja Morant, I mean, I don't know. Does it come with its own gun case if you get it with John ja Morant? I mean, I have no idea. Yeah, LaMelo Ball, Charlotte, small market. De'Aaron Fox, Sacramento, small market. Uh, Nikola Jokic, yeah, Denver's a, I guess you'd consider Denver a medium-sized market, or would they be considered small market too? But I, I yeah, uh, and, and should be up here. How was Anthony Edwards not in the top ten? You think of ever what he did with the FIBA and all. I mean, it's unacceptable. The Wolves are the best team in the Western Conference, and Anthony Edwards is a highlight every single night. There's not one night that goes by that I don't look at a call from Michael Grady on social media, and it's just Ant posterizing somebody. I mean, what he did, what, a couple weeks ago when he picked up the dribble at the elbow and just threw the ball off the backboard and dunked like he was in an all-star game or a dunk contest? Or you, you look at everything that he, you know, every single night he's dunking over somebody. How, I don't know how that's not. I, I got to be honest, and I know that people will, will and people can react to it, 651-4619-226. Part of that's an indictment on the Wolves. I'm sorry. You got to do a better job. You have to do a better job than that. There's no way in the world that Tyrese Maxey and LaMelo Ball should be selling more jerseys than Anthony Edwards. That's is unacceptable to me. Seriously. No, you're right. Absolutely. It comes down to marketing. And there are some times that, I mean, maybe because you haven't had a guy like 
Anthony Edwards, but I would think you've got, I mean, I hear the buzz. I think you, I know maybe I'm a little bit of a homer, but I feel like there's a bunch of buzz around Anthony Edwards because of the highlight every single night he's on sports center. Yep. Like every single night. He'll be on there tonight after tonight's game. How do you not, how do you not build off of that? I mean, I, I know Sports Center is not the big show it used to be with Keith Olbermann and Dan Patrick. Oh, it's big still. Yeah, no, it it still is like the I, flagship show, it, it, and it's it's picked up the last few years with um, who's my guy at night? Um, glasses. Scott Van Pelt. Scott Van Pelt. Yeah, he's much highly respected. I love Scott. I'm a massive fan. Yeah, I, I think that if you're on Sports Center, that is how you reach the casual fan with the the social media clips. That is how you. I can't reach- tell you the last time I saw Lamella Ball on Sports Center Top Ten. Mm, I can't. I don't know. Maybe when they have like a graphic of if you know if you'd redo the draft, Lamella Ball would be on there. I mean, he's he's always hurt. That's the thing. He's I mean, he's spent more time in the injured list than he has on the floor. But I mean, Tyrese Maxey, <laughs> Tyrese freaking Maxey. And I'm not trying to disrespect Tyrese. No, Maxey. no, you're you're not. But I, it's I am a fan. But come on. I mean, let's be honest. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> one of these things doesn't belong. Steph Curry, okay, Jason. Again, I can make a case for any one of the top. Out of the top 15, I can make a case for 13 of them. I can even make a case for De'Aaron Fox. Second, oh, I think that's questionable. It's, it's questionable. I can make more of a case for De'Aaron Fox than I can for LaMelo Ball or Tyrese Max. We're in a dogfight with the Dallas Mavericks right now. Without Luka? You, you, got me, you got me. And Kyrie. No without Kyrie, Kyrie? Yeah. What's happening? But, uh, A.J. Green playing? A.J. Green? Yeah. Didn't he play? Or not A.J. Green. Um, A.J. Green played for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, God, who am I thinking of? Oh, the guy who was celebrating. Now I'm blanking. Yeah, sorry. No, he you know him. It ain't AJ Green. It's not AJ Green. Well, <laughs> you know what? Maybe AJ Green can give him a little bit of he can give him a little bit of help down low. He ain't doing nothing nowadays. All right, six five one four six one nine two two six. We'll get to headlines. We do that next here on the Lake Show. All right, let's dive into headlines here. Christopher Tubbs back after a night off. Josh Wheeler was in last night, so let's get into uh, to headlines here. All right, let's get to it. AH Lake. We all know it's record warm weather and a serious lack of snow must have some consequences, but one that seems obvious may not be the case. Just because we haven't received much snow this winter doesn't mean we're heading into a drought, according to the experts. We're still abnormally dry, according to the Department of Natural Resources, but National Weather Service meteorologist Tyler Hasenstein says our ongoing mild weather can actually help when it comes to moisture and prevent spring flooding. Quote, a lot of our ground temperatures are actually near or actually above freezing, So if we were to get any rain over the next couple of months, a lot of that would end up soaking in, which is a good thing as far as the drought's concerned, would help mitigate some of those flooding impacts compared to a normal year where the ground is frozen and much of that would be running off. Yes, you heard it correctly. The end of January, ground is not frozen. He says what's been the most jarring is going from a top three year for snowfall last season to a bottom five year this season. The mild weather is actually good for what's going on underground, too. Says in terms of soil moisture and uh, kind of drought conditions, we're actually not looking too bad at this point in the season. What's really going to dictate things because we have a lack of snow, any more snow we get through the rest of the season. And then we're kind of relying on any rain we get throughout the course of the spring. That said, he says a more active weather pattern is headed our way by mid-February. 
you know, there is some downside to we, we have a lot of fun. We're talking about the weather and it being warm and we're not having a, a true winter. There's a downside to that. And we have to take that into account. So this is falling in line with the repercussions of not necessarily having the snow, uh, the wintry mix and the uh, the temperatures being as warm as they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is kind of nice to hear things like this or it's like, OK, there is some positive. In this, even though we have been, you know, critical of this weather pattern. Hey, Donald Trump reportedly spent $50 million in donor money on legal bills and investigative relation expenses last year. The exact figure will be reported uh, in a new filing to the FEC. The federal report is expected to show the former president heading towards the Republican nomination while facing enormous financial strain following his indictment of four separate cases. According to the New York Times, Trump has been using funds in his Save America Political Action Committee to underwrite his legal bills. The report claims Trump has been funneling 10 percent of the donations raised online to his PAC or 10 cents of every dollar he's received from supporters. Uh, Trump campaign did not comment on the report. His last remaining rival in the 2024 Republican primary, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, wasted no time taking a swing at the former president after uh, reporting on the spending. Another reason Donald Trump won't debate me is is, uh, PAC spent $50 million in campaign dollars on uh, legal fees. He can't beat Joe Biden if he's spending all his time and money on court cases and chaos. Ugh. Facing a current total of 91 felony counts across four separate criminal cases. One involving alleged hush money payments he made to a porn star in 2016. One involving his handling of classified documents over his presidency. And two for his efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Charges carry a combined maximum prison term of 712 years and six months. I, people need to wake up, man. Like, I, I just don't. Y'all can keep giving them money if y'all mm-hmm. want to. What, what it, people got hoodwinked and swindled into giving them money for the wall that never got built. Why do you put yourself through that? If you can't spot the con, you're the mark. Man. I mean, that's just that's kind of way these guys are. And uh, finally, let's get down to uh, to entertainment here, Lake, because we got just a couple minutes left. Yep. So if NSYNC releases new music, is it going to be May? Because during an appearance on the Kelly Clarkson show that aired yesterday, my boy Justin Timberlake shared that he's been back recording with his former NSYNC bandmates, Lance Bass, J.C. Chazé, Joey Fatone, and Chris Kirkpatrick. We've been in the studio, so there may be a little something in the future, he said. Now, he told Clarkson that they picked up right where they left off with their chemistry. The group reunited in September for the song Take You to a Better Place, which it featured in the Trolls Band Together movie. Timberlake has a new album, his first since 2018's Man in the Woods, titled Everything I Thought I Was, which drops March 15th. And the first single, Selfish, was released last week. Were you a big NSYNC fan? Oh yeah. Were you? Okay. Oh yeah. I'm, I mean, I respected the I, yeah. res, I respected the music, but I, it's not like I ever went and bought. Like, did you buy a CD? Yes. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, I, I did. And the older I get, the more I am a big, big fan of Justin Timber. Like his personality, his acting, just the way that he handles himself. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of Justin Timber, like the individual, and he is a fantastic performer. He is. One of the best shows that I've ever seen in person. Really? Oh, he is fantastic in in person. Like, he is, he gets it. Like, there are some individuals that you go to and you're like, oh, I regret that. He's, 
the the boy bands get a they get kind of a, a raw deal because everybody looks at them as kind of a novelty. But you look back, and, and I mean, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and Ninety Eight Degrees, like that was a that was a nice little era for that sort of of pop music. And it's nice to see that all of these guys have continued to do their own thing in in different ways. Yeah, no, I got you. I would absolutely, if you can see a Justin Timberlake show, oh, I would do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. I definitely want to see Justin Timberlake in concert. All right, coming up next here after the top of the hour break, everybody's talking about speeding being a problem in Minneapolis, but how do we think things are going to play out with the cameras that potentially would catch speeders? Are we going back to the, uh, the RoboCop deal from years ago? We dive into that next year on The Lake Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.